Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Since the birth of time, humanity has endeavored to restrain evil men in prisons. But since Cain fled the murder of his brother, evil men have fled the walls of punishment. So it doesn't matter if you're a badass motherfucker on the run because you think you're better than everyone else and somehow entitled to do what you gotta do. No. Because you see, badass motherfuckers are never fast enough. In the end, they will all be accounted for. Welcome to Syndicate, a film and TV podcast. From our screens to your watch list, we gather to share and discuss your next favorite. Join us as we want you to spend less time scrolling and more time watching. And now, here's your host, Armand Haddad. Hello and welcome to another episode of Syndicate. My name is Armand and I'll be your guide as we take a trip to the Grindhouse Theater as this season will be all about the strange, the thrilling, and the exotic. Joining me is one-third of the film podcast, Reshoots. Hector, welcome back to Syndicate. Thanks for having me back, Armand. I'm so glad that you're here and this is the season premiere of season four where it's all going to be about Grindhouse. So you recommended Drive Angry. So before we really dive into this film, I have to ask, how did you even hear about this movie? Uh, I was on Reddit. There was a big article about Nicolas Cage and the comments, you know, we're just talking about different Nicolas Cage movies. They mentioned uh, Drive Angry and I remember you had said you were doing Grindhouse next. So I'm like, huh. Oh, well, more Nicolas Cage. Why not? So I thought it'd be fun to join. You know, like when you recommended this to me, I was like, I'm on board. We have Nicolas Cage. We have him busting out of hell. Then we have Amber Turd as the side protagonist. <laughs> and I was so, I was like, you know, I'm not surprised because you guys on Reshoot are in love with Nicolas Cage and he went full Nicolas Cage in this movie. Like it was, it was a wild ride. It was really wild. I was having a lot of fun. Uh, Ruthie was, she doesn't like the kind of gory films. So she was more to the side, just playing video games. And then every time she turned around, cause I'd be laughing at something. She just looked more and more disappointed at me. It was great. <laughs> yeah. You know, I liked how you messaged me after watching the film and you're like, um, this is either going to be the best movie ever for this season or the worst. And let me tell you, it's a combination of both. Like oh, yeah. this, this <laughs> film, like right out of the gate, like we meet our protagonist. His name is Milton. His name is, it's played by, okay. So his name is Milton. He's played by Nicholas Cage and the the narrator, I don't know who's narrating. I think it's like Satan or like a demon. And it's like, I thought it was the accountant. Is the accountant the narrator? I don't know. I, I thought it was the accountant. It didn't sound like him. Oh. 
It sounded kind of kind of Western and you know when a bad motherfucker gets out of hell, you have to. You know, I'm like, what the fuck am I? What? I'm like, <laughs> Hector, what did you recommend? <laughs> A masterpiece, Armand. I recommend it as a masterpiece. <laughs> so your wife disapproved of you watching this film, so it has to be a great movie. So <laughs> I oh, she's gonna listen to this and <laughs> <laughs> So what were your first impressions like? So you watched the movie, it's off. What were your like hot takes coming out of it? Like as it finished or as it started? As it well, you know what? Let's start with as it started, and then by the time you got to the end of the movie, like, well, how did you feel about it? Well, the beginning there's it starts off with the uh, I think the real beginnings when he's doing that car chase with those random cultist thugs, and he just starts like shooting their like appendages off with a fucking shotgun. Yes, <laughs> yes, and like his car is, I mean, at this point in the film, this is like the first like five minutes of the movie, and it's like. Nicholas Cage is driving like a like a Charger, this like old uh, muscle car, and like his car is like impervious to damage. Like he's hitting cars and they're going flying out of the way, <laughs> and I'm like, okay, like buckle up. <laughs> this is the type of movie we're watching, and he's like shooting the cars from his car window, and like they're like flying into like trees and like shrubbery, and like these. I don't know if they were part of the cult. Were they part of the cult? I thought they were just like... Because uh, they knew where the location was. They knew where the sacrifice was going to be taking place oh, at. Oh, that's right. That's right. So they are part of the cult. So Nicholas Cage escapes from hell to seek vengeance on this cult that killed his daughter. And, you know, with a premise like that and the execution right in the beginning of the film, it's like, all right, this is going to be an action-packed movie filled with Nicolas Cage being Nicolas Cage on film. He'd even try to do another accent or try like do like a, an acting quirk. It's just him as Nicolas Cage. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was great. <laughs> so before we go any further, because I want to get into the plot, you know what time it is. My least favorite. Let's do it. Let's do it. It's time. <laughs> For some elevator Please pitches. Stand clear of the closing door. So for those that don't know, if you're selling a movie on a friend, you really only have 60 seconds to do so. Hector, I need you to summarize Drive Angry within 60 seconds. Are you ready? Yeah. Okay, we're going to start in three, two, one, go. Nicholas Cage plays Milton, escaped from hell, trying to rescue his granddaughter because his daughter died in a cult and they're going to sacrifice the granddaughter. He meets Amber Heard, who uses her future abusing skills to help Nicholas Cage save the day. Uh, yeah, they just go on a bunch of wacky adventures, and mm -hmm. they meet friends of Milton's to uh, help get the daughter, granddaughter back from the cult. That's it. Oh, my God. So with, like, 30 seconds to spare. Yeah, it's, it's a very – as I was watching it, I'm like, this is mostly a vehicle for uh, Nicholas Cage to, like – kick ass and Amber Heard to uh, kick ass as well. And like you said, use her uh, future abusing skills to beat up these thugs. And you know, like this, when you pitch this movie to me, this was before the verdict. This was before the trial. Um, I, I didn't know Amber Heard was in this. I didn't even know halfway through the movie. I'm like, Oh, she looks familiar. So I was watching on Amazon. So I did the x-ray thing. It's Amber Heard. I'm like, Oh no. <laughs> Yeah, this is this is BT before the turd. Yeah. And yeah, this is a right this is the movie right before she met Johnny Depp. Because like she did this movie and then the next one was The Rum Diaries where she met uh Johnny Depp. Oh. I I will be honest, I didn't keep up with the trial or anything cuz I was just so busy the last like 2 months. So, yeah, that's that's wild. Yeah. I mean, I like this was such a circus, uh, the trial. Like, I saw it from afar. I got, like, information secondhand. I didn't, like, full-on watch it. But, like, I got all the juicy bits of her, like, lying and, like, not being accountable for her actions. And, yeah, so, yes, yeah, film stars Amber Turd. And she does a great job. Like, she, she kicks some ass. And what's interesting is I don't know if like art imitating life or life imitating arts, but like her character Piper, who plays a waitress at this diner, she 
is in an abusive relationship uh, with her, like, skinhead boyfriend or something. Yeah, no, I noticed that. I was just like, wow, there's a lot of accidental uh, <laughs> parallels here, huh? It's like, oh, <laughs> this, <sounds, laughs> yeah. this seems familiar. She, like, getting ideas to, like, uh, for the future, but who knows? Uh, yeah, no, it was... I think it was actually that was the point where I'm like, where have I seen her before? And then right as I paused it during like the scene where she catches her boyfriend, I'm like, oh, oh, wow. Okay, yeah, just the, I don't know, just a funny moment to catch it. Anyway. <laughs> it's like, wait a minute, why is this familiar? Oh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh my God. So, but anyways, let's focus, on, let's reshift the focus from Piper to Milton, our main protagonist, played by Nicolas Cage. So his character... <sighs> is so weird because it's like ghost rider off brand ghost rider or like the terminator if you ordered him from like wish.com like he's like i was watching this film and i was like i'd rather be watching ghost rider <laughs> it's like the same movie almost yeah uh i think this yeah he, he's more of a revenant in this it was kind of cool to See, I don't know. I wish I'd flat out just said Revenant. But yeah, no, it's wild. I'm glad I'm not the only one who thought it was also like Ghost Rider because I'm like, huh. Yeah. Yeah, like it's it's just like, it's like an off-brand Ghost. It's like we don't have access to the IP of Ghost Rider. So we're going to make like a Ghost Rider inspired movie. And this is what Drive Angry is. He's even driving a vehicle. Granted, it's not a motorcycle. It's a muscle car. But it's like you could see like the breadcrumbs. Because like this was filmed after Ghost Rider. So it's like, you can see where the director was like, hmm, I want to do that again, but a little bit different. Was it the same director as Ghost Rider? Or? No, it can't be. If it, no, no, no. It can't be the same director. Cause like they made Ghost Rider two. They made two Ghost Riders. Oh yeah. No, I know. I know that. I haven't seen the second one. Uh, the first thing anyone has. <laughs> I worked at a, uh, I used to work at a home for uh, kids with behavior issues. One of them fucking loved Ghost Rider. I I think he told me he saw like all both of them like multiple times. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That that is a flex. Yeah. What's your favorite movie? All. Ghost Rider. Okay. Both of them. All right. <laughs> but anyways, like, yeah. So Milton is kind of like a white trash version of Ghost Rider, and. <laughs> like so he's okay so like like you said he's on this hunt uh for this cult uh who killed his daughter so he's trying to save his granddaughter from this cult and it was such a weird driving force um but i will say as he was like hunting down this uh cult uh with amber heard uh piper like i loved the secondary antagonist who was so cool in my opinion, the accountant, would you like to unpack the accountant? Yeah, he's so it's revealed later that the basically prison uh, hell is like a prison. Satan's the main prison warden and the accountant's one of the guards who has to retrieve people whenever they escape hell. Cause I guess that happens more frequently <laughs> than <laughs> intended. So, yeah, no, he just goes hunting for them. And he's just like this smooth motherfucker who just knows what to say. He has a coin that he flips in the air and it only turns into an FBI bag so that everyone just suddenly believes. It's it's wild. Well, you know, because like every time that happens, it's with it's in front of police officers. So like as he's like hunting down Milton, he like recruits uh these state troopers and they're and he's like, Do you want glory? Do you want to have a promotion and a pay raise. Well, you're going to come with me. Foom, FBI badge. We're trying to hunt down this killer. He already killed people. And they're like, oh, oh okay. <laughs> so it's always in front of police officers. So I wonder, have you seen Doctor Who? Uh, No, my wife, okay. Ruthie, has a lot. I've seen six episodes. I watched the ninth Doctor. Oh, okay. I think he had this device, but like he has a psychic paper. It's like a blank sheet of paper uh, for the audience looking at the the TV show. But like to the characters on 
screen, he flashes his uh, piece of paper and it says whatever they wanted to say. Like, oh, you're in charge of the Ministry of uh, Sanitation. Like, oh, right this way, sir. So, like, I wonder if that coin is kind of like a, a psychic device where it's like it turns into whatever uh, the viewer wants it to see. Like, like, oh, like, who's above the police? FBI. Special agent. Like, oh, like, that's their authority. So, like, I wonder if it's, like, to someone else, it would turn into something else. Like, some sort of other badge or other form of identification. Yeah, I, I'm sure you're right. I'm 95% sure you're right. But I just find it fun. It'd be funnier to me if it's just always an FBI. So he just... <laughs> You know, doesn't matter what the situation is, just FBI doesn't always work. <laughs> That's his get out of jail free card. Sir, you need to pay for your food, FBI agent. I don't have to pay for that. Huh? <laughs> just use the coin, sir. No, FBI agent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, I thought his character was so cool because, like, at first I was like, who is this guy? Because, like, we're introduced to him and he's like, kind of clumsy kind of he can't really speak very well <laughs> he's like swearing but in the wrong order and then <laughs> by like the halfway point of the movie he's like he's on top of it and like my favorite instance with his character is as he's chasing milton down this highway the police uh catch word of milton's antics because he goes on these crazy shootouts that we'll unpack in a little bit but like when Milton is like going down the highway, the police have this barricade and who comes on the other side, the accountant in like a truck. And he's like smashing through all the police cars. And like on the inside of his cab is playing like this, like seventies pop song. <laughs> no, you forgot the part where it clearly said the truck clearly says hydrogen on it. So it's meant to be explosive. <laughs> This movie is so great. I, honestly, I pref I know you say you prefer Ghost Rider to this. I prefer this to Ghost Rider. It just leans on the cheese so hard. <laughs> no, I don't know if I prefer this over Ghost Rider. Ghost Rider like takes itself too seriously, while this film is like it knows it's being ridiculous. Like I don't know if like the filmmakers realized that the special effects budget wasn't that high, and they kind of leaned into like the bad special effects. But like that scene in particular that we're talking about right now, I don't know if it was bad CGI or a bad model. It just looked terrible. As like <laughs> the truck is like rolling, and I'm like, that doesn't look real. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know. And then they did like the. Especially when it rolls and it does like that one effect where it's like it goes over the Milton and his car. <laughs> like he's eaten so many other movies, done so much better, but I don't know. It's endearing in this one. They're like, we tried. <laughs> they tried. They got their Tonka trucks out and they, they tried. <laughs> Shoot it from far away. They can't tell. Oh, I could tell. <laughs> and then as they're driving away, the fake fire on the highway. <laughs> it's so good. Oh, man. <laughs> Like, I was watching, I'm like, I'm here for this. This is exactly what the season is all about. <laughs> oh, my God. But, like, I thought his character was pretty cool because he was almost like the Grim Reaper. Like, if the Grim Reaper was, like, in our world, he would kind of look like that. Like, it's not, like, cheesy with, like, the dark hood and the, the scythe. It's just, like, this guy in a black suit and kind of, like, menacing. And he looked kind of weird. And you know what else? Because like with this movie, a lot of the actors, I'm like, where have I seen this person before? Like, for example, you were looking at Amber Turd and you're like, where have I seen her before? Oh, yeah. She was in that trial. Oh, yeah. She was in Justice League. And then with this guy, the accountant, I was like, where have I seen his face from? He has that face. And then mm -hmm. I realized where I saw him from. He was in The Dark Knight. Wait, is who? He was the bank manager in the beginning of the film where the Joker is uh, robbing the bank with the other clowns. He's the guy that gets out the shotgun and tries to take out Joker. Right. And he gets the, the, the smoke grenade in his mouth. Right. Oh, man, it's been years since I've seen that movie. Yeah, no, you're right. I was like, oh, my God. I don't know if this is a step up or a step down from The Dark Knight. But hey, it's a, it's a memorable character. I thought the accountant was pretty awesome. Like he is like, in my eyes, like the crowning jewel of this film. No, I'll agree with you on that one. That him and Nick Cage were both just like a league above everyone else. <laughs> I don't know. It feels like I would love to see a movie with just them two. 
kind of like a like a what's that what's that show good omens where it's like uh good omens has the angel and the demon working together and it's kind of like like we have the anti-hero of Milton and then we have like uh the guy that works in hell um as his sidekick that could have been like a cool like uh duo uh oh, for I this know. film like, just a mini series of them just like going around the US just finding all the escaped convicts i don't know it'd be fun that would be fun that would be an awesome like tv show or like a movie that would be an awesome movie but we didn't get that we got drive angry and nicolas cage is driving angry 90% of this movie and i love it so <laughs> let's talk about the driving force of this film so milton is trying to hunt down this cult and there's a few things interesting about this cult uh would you like to explain what this cult is what this cult is all about uh, it's led by a man named Jonah King, which is like the coolest name in the entire movie. <laughs> I don't know. I was like, God, I wish I could make, I, like, I write fiction a lot. I'm like, I wish I come with something that cool. But, uh, so Jonah, Jonah King, King, he, his whole thing is his cult's like, oh, we're going to sacrifice this baby because it's pure and innocent. And then we're going to bring hell to earth because they can actually do it somehow. They think they know how to do it. I wonder who they actually worship because like what's interesting is um, as Milton is trying, excuse me, as the accountant is trying to hunt down Milton, he encounters the cult uh, through happenstance and he finds one of the, actually, no. So in this, okay. So in the film, Milton confronts the cult in their church and a shootout occurs and the cult leader gets away and then, as Milton pursues the cult leader, the accountant, I love how the accountant is like 10 steps behind. So he like, he sees the aftermath of all their uh, instances of like all the scenes that, that Milton and uh, Piper were just in. And when he gets to the church, he finds one of the surviving cult members that was, you know, mortally wounded, but he's still alive. And he sees this branding on his chest. That's kind of like a pentagram. And he's like, what's that? He's like, this is my pact. To Lord Satan himself. He's like, hmm, funny. Never mentioned you. So it's like, it's implied that this... And then later in the film, uh, the accountant reveals that... Because this cult is like doing child sacrifices. And he was like, you know, the devil doesn't approve of that. That's like one of the things that annoys him the most when people do that. And it's like, wow, even the devil has morals. So it's like, this cult that thinks they're worshipping Satan is actually doing things that Satan would be mad about. The best part is that uh, I remember the line where it was like, he's not even like that. He's like soft-spoken, well-read. And <laughs> I don't know. I wish we'd gone to see... That made me just want another movie where you just get to see Satan. I don't know. A soft-spoken, well-read Satan sounds very interesting. We're going to get into it um, in a little bit, but like, there's definitely a film in here that would have been amazing. And it's like all the pieces are there. And if you like rearranged it and um, had that Satan set piece in as like this well-behaved uh, prison warden, <laughs> uh, that would have been so awesome. And like it would have elevated uh, the movie to be like not only like this, you know, action, gritty action movie, but like kind of like this. I guess supernatural comedy in a way, because like there's no way to present that without being comedic, especially in this type of movie, you know? Oh yeah, for sure. And I do have to say before we go any further with Milton, since we mentioned Satan being soft-spoken and well-read, did you catch, uh, the little, this has to be intentional. Uh, Nicholas Cage's character is named Milton. Milton is the author of paradise lost. Oh, Oh shit. No, which I didn't details catch that the fallen angel Satan as he creates his kingdom in hell. No, I didn't catch. I've never read the book, but I didn't catch that. Oh, wow. I was like, <laughs> I see what they're doing. <laughs> no, this was very tongue in cheek. Yes. Like there is a, Oh my God. Like there are so many moments like this movie, in my opinion, could have done without some scenes because they were so ridiculous. Like, I understand, like, this is like a, you even mess and you're like, is this, is it okay if this movie's cheesy? And I'm like, I don't care. I don't care, dude. 
and I'm watching it and I'm like, oh my God, what <laughs> yeah. the hell am I watching? No, Do I you went know what blind scene for I'm this. talking about right now? No, no, I completely get it. I went completely blind for this and I'm like, oh man, I shouldn't have done that. I should have vetted this movie first, but I don't know. You know, this happened to me a few times on the podcast where I like recommend a movie and I'm watching it and I'm like, oh shit. Well, <laughs> It happened to me with uh, the Wonder Woman episode because I loved Wonder Woman 1 so much. I was like, well, the sequel has to be good. And then <laughs> oh, I watch it and I'm like, oh my God. And then my friend was like, I can't hide it. This movie was not good. And I was like, let's just do it anyways. I want to hear your opinion. You cannot <laughs> like things. <laughs> yeah. But with um, this yeah. movie, I'm glad you didn't fit it because it was an adventure to go on. <laughs> and... <sighs> So I was like two beers deep before the movie even started. I'm like, let's just see how this goes. Cause I'm like, I had a feeling it was going to be like a B movie. So I'm like, Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm leaning into this. Oh, such an adventure. <laughs> so as Milton, so Milton at this point. So after Piper confronts her boyfriend because she walks in on him cheating on her and she beats the shit out of this girl and then beats the shit out of her boyfriend. And then her boyfriend gets beat the crap out of by Milton. And then Milton goes off with Piper. And then they end up at this bar. I don't know what kind of, it's like bar, hoedown. It's called Bull by, oh wait, Bull by the Balls. I don't even know what that means. I think it's like instead of grabbing the bull by the horns, you grab it by the balls. And I think it's supposed to be like a... I thought it was supposed to be like something like, oh, so it's like a stripper hotel joint thing. But no, like it's a just brothel. a random. I don't no, know. It's like I a hoedown like... place. Yeah, yeah. There's like a country <laughs> band singing. I think in the mind of like, no. I mean, okay. Because what we saw in the movie could have been, it would have made sense if it was like a strip club or a brothel. But like, I don't know why they didn't make that decision. So they made the decision of having like a country dance club i guess bar <laughs> with and the worst name imaginable bull by the balls i didn't get it until you said it right i'm like well, I'm, I'm not even gonna spend brain cells trying to decipher what that means <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, milton well first piper attempts to hook up with one of the waiters except it was like a power play of like you do my nails We'll see if something will happen. And then, He's also and naked. Then, yes. And next to them in the next room over, it's <laughs> Milton and the bartender just going hog wild. And then the, at that point, that's when um, the cultists find Milton. And, like, and then a shootout ensues. As Milton is having sex, drinking whiskey, smoking a cigar, and having a shootout with about 10 dudes. <laughs> you, you, you forgot the part where he wasn't, it was implied he wasn't doing much of anything before the shootout. She was doing all the work. And then as right. soon as the shootouts happens, he starts like actually doing all these things to 100% capability. It's so <laughs> wild. This was the scene I texted you in. This was the exact scene I texted you, and I'm like, I don't know if I picked the best or worst movie for this. This was the exact <laughs> point. <laughs> wow. If only I was there, I would have been like, Hector, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> like, it was at this point where my head was like, what am I watching right now? <laughs> Is this that worth talking point. about? Absolutely. No, this was the point where Ruthie stopped. Because I, I was I was laughing my watching. ass off. She just she just watched it and she's like, she just looks at me. She wasn't disappointed. That was a joke. But like, this was the one time where she actually looked at me like, I am actually disappointed in you right now. Like, what are you watching? And <laughs> this was your idea, Hector. This I was know. All, this wasn't even my idea. This is the film you recommended. <laughs> I know, I went from Parasite to this, Duality of Man, man. I don't know. <laughs> man, what what a juxtaposition. You you recommend high art. <laughs> and then I see you later, and you picked 
Not even at the bottom of the Walmart $5 barrel of films that were made to trick people into buying them. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. There's a place for these kinds of films. They're fun. There is a place. And the place is the Grindhouse Theater where where we find ourselves today. And it was at this point where I was like, is what I'm watching real right now? Is this actually (laughs) happening right now? And I don't think I've ever seen anything like this before. Yeah, I've seen many things in life. This was not one of them. This is what movie making is all about. (laughs) Martin Scorsese who? Come on. (laughs) Oh, I think Martin Scorsese will be like, now this, this is cinema. (laughs) My God. So that wasn't, was that the most ridiculous scene? I think it was. And like, this was the first, I think 30 minutes of the film. Yeah, I was like, yeah. I don't know if this film could top this. No, it's, it's just like me. This movie peaked early, just like me. It's like. <laughs> it peaked. <laughs> it, it, it peaked early, just like Hector. And the rest of the session was pretty lackluster. And then it got its second wind after uh, some time has passed right at the mm-hmm. end. And it got good again. And I have a theory because with this film, it got really boring in the middle. And I almost turned it off. Actually, I did turn it off. I turned it off and I walked away and I was like, no, I have to finish this movie. I'm not going to be like, um, you know, the Russian philosopher, uh, Zizek. The name rings a bell, but I can't remember off the top of my head. So he reviewed the, the latest, uh, matrix movie. And he said, this movie is not worth anybody's time or energy. And that's why I'm writing this review without seeing the movie. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. And I was going to do that with this, but I was like, no. <laughs> I have to do it for the listeners. I have to suffer through this so I could talk about this film. And boy, was I... I made the right call because like the ending of the movie telegraphs the entire movie because I have a theory. You want to know a theory? Shoot. I think they blew their entire budget on the last set piece that was at the ending of the movie. Typically with these types of films, they spend all of their budget in the beginning to sell to distributors. Like, look how awesome this movie has a car chase and people blowing up and shootouts and our hero is awesome. And then sexy women and then with this movie, you kind of had that. You kind of had this uh, mini car chase with him blowing out the limbs of like these cultists. But then the rest of the movie is kind of like not a whole lot happens except for that brothel scene, uh, which was for sure the peak. But at the ending of the movie, you can see all of the pyrotechnics go off, all the special effects, all of like the, the set pieces and the actors and people on fire. Nicholas Cage driving a car that's on fire, real fire. Yeah, like, no, that was cool. I'm like, they had their entire budget for this scene and this scene only. It was well spent. <laughs> it was well spent. I was like, now this, now this is awesome. Like the, the rest of the movie is not good, but like this end scene is like, well, this is awesome. So if I saw this in the theater, I, I would have left the theater like, well. That that wasn't too bad. <laughs> Overlooking the entire film, just focusing on the third act. <laughs> uh, there's a lot of movies that that, that you kind of just have to. I can't remember now. There was a movie I had in mind. I just lost it. Uh, was that, it Rogue it feels One? The exact same. 
Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I don't, I, I've had conversations with a lot of people about Rogue One. We only ever talk about the third act. Right. Like everyone's like, well, that, that was the best one. Uh, the recent films. And I'm like, no, it wasn't. How could you? And I'm like, yeah, the action scene at the end of the ending of the movie was amazing and awesome and cool. But the rest of the movie, it was like nothing happened. The acting's not that good. Nothing happened until the ending of the movie. I'm glad you see eye to eye on this. I was saying yeah. I was living in the Twilight Zone. I'm like, am I the only one that sees this? <laughs> I mean, I like the other two parts, but like, it's like, I don't know, if di- if the first two parts were like little diamonds, the last third of that movie is just like, I don't know, like a freaking gigantic like underground mine, the whole mine. I don't know. <laughs> it's it, kind of like the, scratching the surface in the beginning of the film. And then by the time he gets a third act, it's like, we found the cave. Exactly. Yeah. Agrabah. Like you go into the, the mouth of the lion and you see all the treasure. And it's like, Oh my God. That's what, that was the third act of uh, rogue one. Oh and yeah. The no, third no, act no, of this no. film to where It's like, Oh, this is where, this is where all the action is. This is where all the stuff is. Like, you can excuse all the really bad special effects in the first two parts of Drive Angry. And then once you get to the third act, the ending, that's where you see all the cool practical stuff. Like, people on fire. Nicolas Cage is driving a car. His car's on fire. He's running over people that are on fire. And he's shooting his gun at people that are on fire. Yeah. It was wild. It was... was, didn't he drive the car through like the f- pentagram that was on fire too? Yes, that's how that's how his car got on fire because like, yeah, they're yeah. doing the sacrifice of the child sacrifice, and then he interrupts the sacrifice by driving his car off of a cliff into where they are through a burning pentagram, and then his car engulfs in flames, and then that's where he becomes, uh, I guess, Ghost Rider, the wish version of Ghost Rider. <laughs> <laughs> driving his car that's on fire and he's like shooting people out the window oh yeah no, we're also on fire i think that's why i prefer this to ghost rider because i'm like I, I don't know you can't get good ghost rider without being r arguably and this is like the closest we're gonna get right you had like there's a lot of naked women in this movie and i was surprised yeah same like usually with these type of movies like one girl one scene Almost every scene. And like, not even like, oh, boobs. No, like they're, they're fully naked. This yeah, is as smutty uh, as you can get. Yeah, no, this movie, it's just, I think the only two that weren't were Amber Heard's character and her friend. I think they're the only two who weren't na- women who weren't naked in the entire movie. Right. And she was like wearing outfits that were scantily clad, but she didn't have her clothes off. They're only modest people, which isn't saying also- much. Everyone's so horny for Nick Cage. I mean, it makes sense. It's Nick Cage. But like, <laughs> so horny for Nick Cage. <laughs> which makes me think that Nick Cage wrote this movie, which he did not. It's like, yeah, you know, I, all these women, they can't help themselves around me. I have to find the Declaration of Independence. <laughs> save my granddaughter. I, I feel like this was like the guys who wrote uh, Unbearable Weight. Have you seen that one? Not yet. I want to. Oh, it's so good. Um, I feel like this is like, it's like the same kind of like fanboy energy. I'm wondering if they just were like, we got Nick Cage. Okay. Just give him all the best, all the women, all the best scenes. Just go for it. So if you were to reshoot drive angry, what would you move around? You know, since you're from reshoot where you guys take bad movies, it's like, okay, let's reorganize it to make it a good movie. How would you reshoot drive angry? Let's talk about this. Okay. Um, I should have expected this question. I know you asked Ed the same thing. Uh, what would I change? I guess one, like, I feel like you want to get good pacing every time. There, other than that one set, I would keep the wacky sex scene fight. I don't know. It just, it's just peak like craziness in this movie. <laughs> I'm, I'm not getting rid of that. Um, I don't think I would have her a objectified as much by showing all that just kind of like implied implied but then like like under blanket but then the shootout happens and then because it just feels like I don't, i'm not a fan of like movies 
that like objectify only women. I feel like if you're going to objectify, it has to go both ways. Show, I agree you know, with show, that. Show the dong. Show the dong. Come on. There has to be but, equal uh, amount of penis to vag. Exactly. So that'd Something be one thing everybody. I'd change. Exactly. <laughs> That's one thing I'd change. The HBO method. The HBO method. Yes. I think I would add the truck driver friend a little bit earlier. Yeah, he felt tacked on. He we didn't even talk really, about him. That's how tacked on he was. Maybe you have a truck driver. Just a craziness of like, oh, God, a third person from the beginning chasing after them. But it's actually to help. Like, he comes in to help at the last moment and does some action. Mm, like, maybe okay. right right as a... Uh... Wait, Mil- uh Oh, shit, I got a good one. Um, the accountant can't technically die, right? Except for I don't the, think so. Except for the one weapon that we haven't talked about yet, the God Killer. Right, right. So what I'm thinking is he's going to maybe the account's just about to catch Milton. And then we've this truck driver we've been following for a few scenes just pops out of nowhere and you're like, oh no. And then he just fucking runs over Milton. And then while Milton reforms, it buys them more time to run away. Because he felt so tacked on. It did bother me. I'm like, we need just put him in earlier. He didn't do anything. What did he do? He gave him a he gave uh, Piper and the granddaughter a safe place to be afterwards. That's it. But we could have done without him. Yeah, no, we really could have. He just gave him new cars. Right. But he could have stole a car. Could have stolen yeah, exactly. a cool car. I mean, he was he has been doing crime this entire time. I might as well steal a car. I'll be honest. I kind of wish it was a. I wish we'd gone a motorcycle uh, scene in there. I don't know. I guess it'd been too much like uh, Ghost Rider, but like. Yeah, I think Marvel would have uh, sent a cease and desist. Just don't light the motorcycle on fire. You're fine. It's uh, <laughs> what's it called? Filing the edges off. It's an actual term. Uh, it's like when you have fan fiction, then you turn into actual uh, your own fiction. You have to mm. file any semblances to uh, the original work, like Fifty Shades of Grey to Twilight. Right. It was Twilight fan fiction. Same deal. Mm-hmm. Just file the edges off. Yeah, that, I think that perfectly sums up what this movie was. It was just filing the edges off of a Ghost Rider movie. <laughs> Switching, switching out the motorcycle with a, a Dodge Charger or something. But I think you're on to something. And this is how I would reshoot the, the film. So I would have Nicolas Cage's daughter still be alive. Um, I would, instead of having his daughter die and he also die, just have him die and have the daughter be captured by the cult. So it's relatively uh, recent. Um, so he comes back, kind of like the crow almost. He comes back from hell, and the motive of him hunting down the cult is still intact. Um, you have the accountant who was initially the side antagonist, and then halfway through the movie, he joins up with Milton. And then you still have Piper too. Piper can be in there too. But, like, you have, like, this force to save his daughter. And then after he saves his daughter, he goes back to hell. Or you have, like, a little sequel bait, which is kind of what they did in the ending of the movie, where you have the accountants and Milton team up to start doing, you know, vigilante shit or something. It kind of, like, teases more adventures uh, later down the road. That's what I would do. Like, the whole, like... It almost feel like it didn't have a motive. I was like, why is like throughout this entire film, I'm like, why is he going after his cult? And then it was revealed like, oh, his granddaughter. They're gonna sacrifice his granddaughter. And I'm like, this should have just been a do- his daughter to begin with. I I see what you're going for, but the issue, I think the idea is like, if you sacrifice someone innocent, purely innocent, that's how you get the the uh, magic to work. It could have been a kid still. She could have been like. Five, assholes, though. They want to go like the full, full taboo, kill a baby. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, th- I don't know. I, I did. That's why I didn't want to change it to the daughter. Maybe he has to rescue the daughter and the baby. Or Amber Heard could have been his wife. His wife is captured. Also the, the baby. 
and they like killed him in the beginning of the movie and then he's in hell and he's like, no, I have to save my family. And the accountant's like, you can't escape. You have to come back. Oh, these cultists are using my Lord's name in vain, Lord Satan. Well, this can't stand. I have to take them out too. So it's kind of like unlikely, uh, unlikely alliance to take out this cult. I, I get it. Oh, I, I, yeah, no, no. I love the idea of Milton and uh, the accountant working together halfway through. That would be a lot of fun. Like, you know, he uses a shotgun. The accountant just uses his coin to keep killing people. <laughs> it would have been cool. And then we could have had like a scene where it's like the warden Satan, like, like whatever his actual demon name is, the accountant, you must go after Milton. He escaped. You could have had like some cool scene. Have you seen Legend? The, the movie with Tom Cruise before he was famous by Ridley Scott. I've never heard of Legend. <laughs> Legend has Tim Curry as Satan. Oh, that sounds fun. It is fun. He he goes full ham. So we could have had like that type of vibe where it's like, oh, Satan. It's like whatever actor plays him could have really hammed it up. It, it would have been awesome. It would have been like, oh, now this is a movie. Instead, we get like this kind of revenge plot, kind of vengeance. It's kind of about cults, kind of about demons. It's kind of Ghost Rider. Without fully committing to whichever one, you know? Yeah, no, I, I get that. Just a thought. No, I'm thinking I'm thinking it over. <laughs> it, it, it's good. No, I no, some of your changes are really good. You're, some of them are really good. Yeah. So do you have any more... Con- well, do you want to talk about the God Killer? <laughs> it looks like a. it's this gun that he somehow stole from Satan, which I think implies that they were going to kill God. I mean, it's in the name, but I'm like, are they going to kill God with this? I thought Satan was fine with being the jail warden. This that would have been an awesome... That would have been, been an, an awesome, awesome side plot. It's like he stole, like, that could have been the driving force of why the accountant needs to get Milton. He stole my gun. We're about to attack heaven. I, I need my my special weapon. You need to get it back from Milton. That could have been another driving force for for the accountant because, oh, like. Shit, that's really good. Oh, man. <laughs> see, like a little bit more time in the oven, you could have had this, like, awesome B movie. But instead, we have, like, people who's ambitions are a little ambiguous their motives aren't too clear because like for the accountant I'd... why was he in the movie the whole point was like oh, you need to come back to hell you know, what are you doing you all rascal Milton and then when That's he catches like... Milton Milton's like well you know well you know I'm gonna escape again and the accountant's like oh why I ought I better not let's go you drive Isn't Milton that... Well, even then, he was like, that sounds fun, actually. I'm looking forward to you escaping. See, like, it, like there's, there's a movie in here that would have been awesome. There's a whole franchise in here if you just give more details. No, I agree. I agree. Like, I think we need to, like, reach out to the director, Patrick Lucier. I don't know what he's doing now, but, like, it's like, listen, we can make this an awesome TV show. Here's my pitch. I'm looking up his IMDb. The last thing was... Oh, he did a TV show, The Purge. That was the last thing. Wow. Yeah. I don't know anyone who's ever seen that show. Well, he just did one episode. He was a, he was a, he was a director for Hire. So he hasn't done much. <laughs> oh, man, he's done so many, like, little B-movies. My Bloody Valentine 3D. God, that brought back, a like, an old memory I... <laughs> Dracula 2000. He yeah. co-wrote Terminator Genesis. Is that the reboot? Is that the reboot where uh, what's his uh, what's his face is the term is secretly the Terminator this time? John Connor. Yeah. yeah. Oh man, that was bad. <laughs> that probably destroyed his career. That was the last yeah. thing he wrote, and the the last thing he produced. That destroyed his career because that movie he's, was not good he's directing a new movie called play dead i'm i might who knows we might, we might have to come back together to just 
talk about his next movie. I don't know. It's probably a Kickstarter movie at this point. Yeah, who knows? Hey, you like Drive Angry? You know, I did Dracula 2000. You want to, you want to kickstart my next <laughs> movie? I just need $500,000. Look, if Avi Arad is... If Avi Arad is still allowed to fail up with his fucking terrible Morbius and Spider-Man spin-off movies, this guy can come back. There's <laughs> no way. As long as he says it's Morbin time in his new movie, we'll be good. What the hell were they thinking? It's what, Morbin time? That's not an actual line. It's not an actual line? No! It's a someone. No one saw the movie, and someone made a meme about that taking. Pl- no, I haven't seen the movie myself, but like someone asked, and it's like, no, I no. saw the movie five times. Someone wrote it was like, I've seen the movie five times, AMA, and it was like, have does he actually say it's more than times? Like, sadly, no. But I wouldn't expect if they make a sequel, expect it. Holy shit! Oh my god! I thought it was. Because I saw like quote hidden camera footage of like you know people bootlegging the movie in the theater, and I could have sworn. Man, it was it was good editing. They made it seem like he actually said it's Morbin time. <laughs> yeah. yeah, nah. I, I I we almost reshot that one actually. We almost reshot it. Does it need reshooting? I think reshooting it would mean let's just like do a different movie at this point. I mean, I've done that before. I have done that. There was <laughs> no um have you seen the Monster Hunter movie? No. I'm a huge fan of the games and I was, well, I, I played a little bit of world and I got really gone to rise. And then, uh, while I was into it, I'm like, it's my turn. I'm like, let's just do monster hunter. And Oh my God, it, it spit on the face of everything that series is. Ooh. So I completely like, no, like there was no, I left only two. All I kept was like two act, two characters. And I rewrote one of them. And then the rest of the movie was just like this. It's a very, I don't know. I, I completely scorched earth. That's like, like my own person was like, I'm not going to completely rewrite it unless I'm desperate or I hate it so much. And this was the first time I ever got to play the, I hate it so much card. (laughs) Wow. No, it was. Yeah. I don't know. I guess maybe that's why you were like, Oh, I hated this movie. And I almost, you were like, I almost turned it off. And I'm like, I've seen so much worse for this, for my podcast. This is a cakewalk. This is nothing. (laughs) No, there's, this is JV shit right here. Yeah, no, this is JV shit. No, there was one episode we never did because it just, one, it wasn't fun, two, it was just so messed up. It was oh. one of, it was another, like, we did another blind one. Like, let me, let me guess, Ed recommended. I'm it. not going to say anything. It's Ed. On stream. I'm not going to say anything on stream. You it's ask me after you. we finish recording. It's probably you. You subjected me to this movie. You probably, you probably picked it. I love how you're like, oh, Armand, you can trust me with film choices. I picked two good ones. And now it's like, no, Hector, you're in the trash now. <laughs> what was the movie? You, you recommended Annihilation, which was, I, I enjoyed that movie. And then Parasite. And then Parasite. That was one, you didn't do another one? No, Ruthie did, Ruthie did uh, the conversation. Oh, right. And now you're like, <clears throat> drive angry. Oh shit. This isn't you wanted, good. You wanted you wanted this, Armand. You said season four. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> this this was I'm glad I watched this because like now Oh my god. <laughs> Audience, if you since you can't see this, he nearly slumped his head down when I was like, you asked for this. <laughs> I asked for this. I don't know who's uh, the glutton for punishment, myself or you, for dishing it out. I've beaten Elden Ring twice. I think it's me. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? I I told this story before. I'm going to tell you. I had a friend. He was like, he knows I'm a a big film guy. And he was like, Armand, I want to see a really fucked up movie. And I'm like, how fucked up do you want to see? He's like, something that's going to like really mess me up. I was like, no problem. Watch Climax, the French film. The French film. Oh no! And he he messaged me like in the middle of the watching the movie. He was like, "What the fuck is wrong with you?" <laughs> and then he finished it because he's the type of guy to finish stuff. He starts, and he was like, "What the fuck did I just watch? What, what did you recommend?" I was like, "You wanted a messed up movie, like." <laughs> 
No, he you asked get what you for ask it. for, buddy. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Yeah, never ask a question you don't you aren't prepared for the worst possible answer. <laughs> <laughs> and now that's pretty tame compared to what I could have recommended. I could have recommended like Salo or like Suspiria or like something else that's Wait, Which Suspiria, the original or the new the remake? The remake. Oh, I like the remake. It's still a fucked up movie. Oh, it's very fucked up. No, it's great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, he couldn't handle it. He stepped up and he stepped back down. You know what? <laughs> Never mind. Never asked for any uh, movie recommendations after that. <laughs> I also took him to the theater to watch Midsummer blind. I didn't tell him. Oh, what no. <laughs> it was on his birthday, too. What ended up happening was I double booked because like my friends were like, let's go see Midsummer. I'm like, fuck yeah, I want to see Midsummer. I saw Hereditary and I loved it. Let's go see Midsummer. And my friend was like, what are we going to do for my birthday? I was like, oh shit. You know what? You want to go to the movies? I know you like movies. He's like, okay. I was like, come on, I'll take you to the movies. Lamps to the slaughter, Armand. <laughs> <laughs> we watched the movie credits roll he turns to me like what the fuck is wrong with you <laughs> what the fuck did we just watch i was like it's called the art my friend that's i felt watching this one you're like you're complaining i'm like armand this is art you may not like it but this is what peak cinema looks like <laughs> there's something for everybody and <sighs> it, it wasn't too bad it wasn't too bad but it could have been a lot better so are you ready to get off the fence, my friend? Oh, yeah, I'm ready. <laughs> so at the end of the movie, we we touched upon it. So, like, Nicolas Cage himself, as Nicolas Cage, confronts the cult, kills the cult leader with the god uh, god killer, blows blows his soul to smithereens in this awesome CGI fest. That looks pretty good. You forgot that the, the dude made, like, a cross motion, like he was, the, like, a Christ <sighs> figure. He did. Oh yeah, I'm like... Oh, this That's is sick. See? Yeah. Could have had a good movie. Like, you have all the fucking breadcrumbs. It could have been an awesome movie. If you just rearranged some, even like little things. You didn't have to go crazy like what we're suggesting. It could have been like uh, little nudges here and there. But anyways, so at the end of the film, Piper accompanies Milton to eliminate the cult and to save the baby before it's sacrificed. They do. They save the child. And as Milton, I guess, is dying... He tells Piper, Amber Turd, hey, you need to take care of this child. She was like, no, don't leave me. Don't worry. My best bud will take care of you. The truck driver. So I'm going to ask this question to you. Do you think she would have been a good mother to his grandchild? I think so. She was. I think the movie took a really weird approach of showing it. Because she's the only one who doesn't have, like, I, wow, I'm debaucherous behavior. Like, none of the weird sex stuff. None of the weird, like, right. none of the weird mistakes. They're trying to play her as being, like, more pure than a lot of other people. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Like, she was completely not cheating. Like, I don't know. So I think that was, like, the easy way of showing it. Yeah. Yeah, I felt that, too. And in the beginning of the film, before she reveals... Or she finds out that her boyfriend was cheating on her. She was like, oh, you know, he he got down on one knee and I'm going to, you know, we're thinking of having a kid. She has this really bad Southern accent that's really not good. And so it's implied that she actually always wanted a kid and now she got one. So mm-hmm. I think I think she would have been a good mother. Like after going through all of that, I think uh, she would have raised the child well and would have honored Milton in Milton's uh, memory. That's how I would like to see it. So we talked about, we talked about how we would reshoot the movie. So would you recommend this movie as is to a friend? Or would you tell people, no, don't watch it. Let me tell you a tale of my version of (laughs) drive angry. I did that with the Monster Hunter movie. I'm like, don't watch it. Here, my version is a lot better. Uh, <laughs> one guy told me flat to my face, it sucked. So I like that guy. Uh, <laughs> no, unironically, like I, I respect that dude. He told me flat out. Didn't mean he told it. you your story sucked. Yeah. No. Well, I, I got like two senses in, and I described the idea, and he's like, before getting into it, he's like, this sucks. So like, cool, respect. Uh, <laughs> that happened to me too. I was like, this is my story idea. He's like, no, nah, I don't want to fucking hear about this. I was like, okay. <laughs> Uh, I would recommend, I have some friends who are like really, I don't know, we're into this kind of stupid shit. I'm actually going to a wedding and like on Wednesday and my friend and the brother of the bride is like one of my closest friends. I would definitely tell him like, Hey, just watch this movie. Not with your parents around, just watch it. And just, it's a ride. And I'm sure he'd, uh, (laughs) he'd watch it. Did you feel dirty after watching this movie? Did you not feel in the like second grimy? half. Uh, not in the second half. The first half a little. Uh, <laughs> honestly, by the end of it, I wanted to just like, you know, those like literally me kind of movie characters, you know, like, yeah, that meme. Yeah. No, mm. this is like one of those sillier ones where I'm like, I just want to put on a hat, talk with a country <laughs> accent, drink some Jack Daniels. <laughs> Man, you know. the Southern culture is. Very interesting. I know this movie does not paint it well at all. Or accurately, I'm sure. (laughs) I don't think it's accurate at all. My God, this movie was insane. No, I would not recommend this to a soul. (laughs) Not even to your friend who you recommended all the... (laughs) You recommended uh, Climax to? You know, I'm going to do that and then report back to you. I mean, you hate him anyway. You clearly hate him anyway. <laughs> I don't hate him. I, I'm joking. I just like I just I just do what you do to me. Go watch this movie. <laughs> You're gonna love it. <laughs> if you want a palate cleanser, I have one. But uh, uh, is it Teletubbies? Like, what's the opposite of this movie? Uh, everything, everywhere, all at once. Oh yes, I was actually supposed to watch that last season, but it fell through the cracks. I, yeah, I do want to watch that. I saw the knockoff Doctor Strange 2, Multiverse of Madness. Yeah. Oh, God. And all my friends just clowned on me. They're like, you see that? Instead <laughs> of everything, everywhere, all at once? I was like, mm, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they, you, you deserve it. <laughs> but Bruce Campbell's in it. Your podcast friends will truly appreciate me saying that. But Sam Raimi, you know what I said to my coworkers? Because they're like, I want to see Doctor Strange 2. I need to catch up. I need to watch Doctor Strange 1. I need to see WandaVision. I was like, you also need to see Evil Dead 1, Evil Dead 2, Army of Darkness. They're like, what? I'm like, trust me. Once you see the movie, you'll understand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. So are you ready to close this out, Hector? Oh, yeah, I'm sure. I'm down. All right, let's do this. Well, that's it for this time on Syndicate. We hope you enjoyed yourself. We've been talking about Drive Angry. Please check it out where it is available. Hector will be very happy if you did. But before we go, thank you so much, Hector, for coming on to Syndicates. I truly appreciate You're it. You're welcome. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
can, <laughs> can I give do you want me to just plug my podcast now or yeah uh where can they find the listeners reshoot an amateur guide to gooder film where can they find uh it? you can find it on most platform most platforms i know we just recently got to amazon music uh sweet our thing when we made it we had a goof where seo we made it seo unfriendly it's re re colon shoot so if yep. you just do reshoot you're not gonna find it but uh oh you changed it huh no, no, we, it was always that. <laughs> I know it was always that, but you changed it to just reshoot. Oh, no, we haven't. We haven't. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we should have, but we're just we like... We still can. We still can, but this rate is just kind of like, it's us, so we're just going to keep it. But I uh, do stylize yeah. it as just reshoot with a capital S and no colon. I'll bring it up to, I'll bring it up to, our te- to the team. Okay. But that could work. Uh, yeah, we just, we fix movies, not just bad ones. We fix any movie that we see that we think is interesting. Um, yeah, I highly recommend the Monster Hunter episode for me. <laughs> just cause like, I, I was really proud of that fix. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, nice. thanks for nice. having me again, Armand. It was fun. Of course. But if you'd like to keep this conversation going, please add us on your favorite social media platform at Syndicate. That is Syndicate on Instagram and Letterboxd. Or you can join the Discord server where you can catch myself along with other podcasters and listeners talking about this film and others at syndicate.com forward slash Discord. Until next time, stop that scroll and spend more time watching. Goodbye. Bye. It's been a hell of a ride. Destination still unknown. It's a fact of life. If you make one wrong move with the gun to your head, you better walk the line or you'll be left for dead.